What is going on, everybody? It is episode 117 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am very distracted, very uh, out of order today, but we're going to do the best we can. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. My name is Mary. And she Coming is... at you with chaotic Zoomer energy today. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, if chaotic Zoomer energy was on Xanax, you sound half asleep right there. Let's say, I'm all... <laughs> trying not to freak anyone out. <laughs> uh, yeah, like calm voices, because Brett is very... Um... <laughs> Out of sorts today. It's okay. Brett down. And and that voice you heard is that of our guest host today. That's Please right. introduce yourself. I am Sarah Patchlitz. Usually I'm over on Timcast IRL, but today I'm with my good friend this afternoon on Pop Culture Crisis. Stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. And I will try to pick up some of the slack for you today. So Sounded like do. a prepared statement to me. Hey, man, I'm always prepared. Always <laughs> ready to go. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We are going to talk about Netflix uh, continuing to fail, uh, if you really look at it Boo. that way. We're going to talk about... <laughs> Uh, Mary's favorite topic here today, which is, I, I like. I sent it to you to. So, to I, I'm trying it's to... certainly not porn stars, but we're talking about the influencer to porn star or por porn star to influencer pipeline. Ooh. It's not really a pipeline because it goes both ways, which Just... is different than how it used to be. So, which is very interesting. So yes, got, that we've got um, an actor who uh, I believe is keeping it real for, you know, I have, I have a saying here on pop culture crisis. I say that it's not enough to just not be an activist you have to be actively anti-activist. But if I was to give leeway here, uh, there's an actor here who is uh, keeping it up and um, keeping it real for old school activists, meaning he's like a PETA guy. Uh, so he uh, he did something really funny, and we're going to talk about that, oh, which yeah. I got a huge kick out of. So uh, we, 90s. Yeah. It is. It does. It feels very 90s. <laughs> so like we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff in Podluck. Are you ladies ready to go? Yes. We're ready. Ready? Let's do it. Ready. Ready. Okay. All right. So uh, Netflix could introduce advertisements as early as this year, which means they must really be struggling for money right now. Like, uh, I, which which is funny to me because uh, as much as I watch, I actually go through phases usually with my streaming services. Uh, they tend to be like I watch a lot of one show for a couple of weeks and then it disappears for a long time and I don't use that service again. Um, there's very rarely do I go back to a service over multiple shows at a time. Usually I watch something there and then go and watch something on another platform, whether it's Hulu or Amazon Prime. But Netflix is like looking for ways that they can make money again. And apparently the only thing they can think of doing is is a uh, cracking down on uh, joint account or people who share their account passwords, which of course is hilarious. And B, they're gonna they're gonna introduce a free version, or I'm sorry, not a free version, an ad supported version, not even free. Yeah. Uh, a yeah, you still pay for it's, it. It's crazy to me that the worse a product gets now, the more it costs. Yep. Oh yeah. Like who right. else remembers eight dollar a month Netflix? Yep. No and ads. That and I remember that like that was a selling point of streaming instead of cable television. No commercials. Like Plus that was, was the most revolutionary thing. Plus it was very like consolidated. All the stuff was in one or two places because it wasn't mm -hmm. a uh it wasn't a saturated market. And they had licensed content instead of original content that mm. sucks. Yeah, it really does suck. It's no good. I just want to say that I hope that Netflix right now is failing because of what they tried to do with cuties. That's my two cents. So yeah, it's I never saw the, the movie. So Not I can't good. I can't I would hope that. you did. I, 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 I never saw it. Honestly, it's like it's so bad that you you don't even need to watch it to have a good faith criticism of it. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Like, it's that egregious. I remember the director had like a really weird take because it was like a French director. Of course they're French. Um, (laughs) Come uh, on. So so it's like a lot of people are hoping they fail. I I don't know if I buy that they will. They, They own too much of the market share. If anything, I see Disney and Netflix as a good as good companies to get in on stock when they hit low points because they always seem to rebound. Mm, if I'm yeah. thinking cynically in any capitalistic sense, I'm saying like, wait till Disney does something stupid, buy in, then, you know, when they end up not screwing up quite as bad, the stock always jumps back up uh, as COVID restrictions lessen and the parks reopened, stock went back up, but never quite reached pre-pandemic levels. But uh, to be uh, fair, I'm not like an investor in any of these companies. Speaking of doing something stupid, I am looking at Disney's stock prices right now. Mm-hmm. They're not doing well. And I remember no. when the, they went toe-to-toe with Florida, everyone was like, oh, Florida's going to learn today. And I was like, no, they're not. Disney's going to learn today because they have eight in florida they can't just pick up and move so when they're being called on the carpet for this ridiculous social justice activism they're gonna they're gonna figure out where mm-hmm. which side their bread is buttered on for and, sure and netflix has their own problem with making like uh really really bad i think their biggest issue is they just suck at making original content yes. they they, they if, flood like, the if market that's the direction that you're gonna veer into you got to make it work like you're booting off the content that people subscribed for well, and replacing it with trash the problem is they're not i don't know if it's necessarily that they're booting it off it's that all of these companies that originally made that stuff are starting their own streaming services and pulling it to their like Mm -hmm. there's a there's a joke that like if you want to launch your streaming service you have to do one of three things you have to get friends you have to get uh the office or you have to get uh i forget what the other ones those are the the big ones uh yeah or seinfeld those are the big three that you pull to your service if you want people to come originally the x-files is kind of uh, no they don't have any one of those do they they do uh I don't think they have any of those now. They might have Seinfeld. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, But it says Netflix could be set to introduce advertisements for certain subscribers as early as this year if reports are to be believed. It's no secret that Netflix has been toying with the idea of offering some subscriptions that cost less money and contain advertising. But according to the New York Times, the uh, employees have been told that the lower price tier for subscriptions could be in action as early as like the final three months of this year. So like uh, October, November, December. So it's like, I don't know if either of you play, Dane would have been great. Like, uh, that's how they did it in video games. What they would do is you'd have uh, like ads in your wait screen, right? But they're not talking about that. Like, I I found this other article, and I'll I'll come back to this. This is from Hollywood Reporter. It says, streaming TV's next battlefront is free services, which is like, there are, I have friends who don't buy any of them. They use like Pluto TV or Freevee or, I forget, or Tubi, which uh, Tubi was bought by... um, what was not William Shatner? Who's the, who's the other the Warren Buffett or something? Right? I think I think he bought huge stake in it at one point. Like he sold oh. his. I could be misremembering this, but he bought he like sold all his Disney stock and yeah. then dumped it into a competitor. Whoa! Uh, is that working so, out for him? So well, they're saying to be all of these these groups are increasing their market share because people are not like you and me. Like I can't stand ads. I, I cannot. I, I use YouTube I Premium because I yeah. hate watching ads. Right. Uh, like I'm willing to pay for it. Anything I can't put an ad blocker on, I will. And YouTube has gotten worse with the ads because yeah. they never used to stack them up. Yep. Yeah. Well, you have to skip twice in a row. And you have a uh, you have uh, you do the show, so you have insight into that. Is that how much control do you have over where the ads go? In so a... you have a little bit of control. Like we have certain places that we try to drop ads so that they're not so intrusive. Mm. Um, but we don't choose. Like people will sometimes email me and they're like, I'm getting 
these weird ads on your videos and i'm like there is i have no did they say like what that. they were yeah sometimes they're like oh you know um michael bloomberg was advertising on our on our video that was happening a lot during the election which was hilarious yeah and somebody was like oh i get these weird like dental implant ads yep. i'm like okay well i think that everybody gets those yep. um but yeah you have a little bit of control not a lot yep. you can only make sure that they're and not like really that, interrupting you that always confused me because the adpocalypse like the whole crux of that issue was that the companies who advertise on youtube didn't want their advertisements attached to content that they didn't feel aligned with their company right. values but if a, if someone's youtube channel is their company who says that they want an advertisement from a company yeah, another great, company that doesn't align point. with their company values that's, a great point. that's uh and that's that kind of is one of the interesting starting points of like this weird um kind of stage we're in where companies have to pretend Late to care stage, stage capitalism. capitalism thank you that's that's she did dun, it exactly dun, dun, dun. I call it peak capitalism. uh yeah. but it's this no i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about activism as a form of business uh, uh yeah uh, in lgbtq circles that's literally called rainbow capitalism where mm. it's like every every uh um june right they 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 put the pride flag on it's all their its stuff way now uh, can't and, wait uh, except all of the like saudi arabian yeah. branches of those companies oh, yeah they all say the never same. change so their avies on twitter yep so so, so it says uh it says in fact many of the biggest players in the fast space so it says fast is a uh, industry jargon so it says uh as consumers grapple with higher subscription costs uh, with more subscription offering services offerings than ever, those companies in the free ad-supported streaming space—that's what they uh, refer to as fast. I don't know what the T stands for. Uh, uh, so I guess the S T in stream uh, usually referred to as fast. So that's its own genre of streaming, right? It says in fact, many of the biggest players in the fast space will be familiar to close followers of the entertainment businesses like Pluto TV, which is owned by Paramount, and of course they have Paramount Plus, which is your paid version. Mm -hmm. uh, there's Tubi, which is owned by Fox Corp. Uh, oh. And then there's Freevee, which is formerly IMDb TV, owned by Amazon. Uh, and then there's Peacock, which is the, they have the free tier under uh, NBC Universal, and then the Roku channel. The funny thing is, is like a lot of the shows that I love from like the mid 2000s are all on these free ones, but I'm like looking for a paid version so that I don't have to watch the ads. Uh, it shows <laughs> like there was a, a like a lot of the Canadian shows that I loved, like right. Continuum or Lost Girl. Uh, all were like really good shows, but you can't, they're just not licensed in America. So the only place you're finding them is on these free services. Have you tried an ad blocker or VPN? Well, I'm using it on my TV. I don't know if you can mm, do that. Yeah, uh, I don't different. know if that would work on your, on your Roku. Not, sure. not that I, I guess it's not really illegal, but like, not that I would, uh, <laughs> I, back in the day, I would have been a Johnny Depp pirate and I would have uh, sailed the high seas yeah, the to high get them seas. back in the day. Maybe sort of, I, I'm not, goes. I admit to nothing. I don't all of the all of the services combine a wealth of TV license and movie content. In some cases, from uh, from the library of their corporate parents. So that's like you have to look beyond uh, underneath each layer is like a, their parent corporation. Like they they mention up here, they mention Fox Corp, but Fox was sold to Disney. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 20th Century Fox, the studio was sold to Disney, except for they weren't allowed to purchase the news or the sports segre uh, segment of their of those divisions oh. for fear of monopoly in those industries. Mm. So that was like a, a rare example of like, I'm sure they would have taken it all, but they weren't able to take those divisions of Fox. So those remained uh, independent. 
So it says all, all of these services combine a wealth of TV content says in the evidence that consumers may be receptive, but there was a certain number in here that I thought was really fascinating. And now I'm looking to, to find out where it was. They talked about 12 minutes per, uh, like the average person is okay with 12 minutes of, uh, ad content per one hour, which That's is huge. That's actually less on network TV. If you look at like, a, if you go watch your shows on Netflix, something that was an hour long drama, they run between 42.5 to 44 minutes. That is the sweet spot that the episodes have to be that long. Cause it's usually 18 minutes of ad of ad time per episode. So 12 minutes as long as that sounds like isn't even as much as you would have gotten wow. when you were watching on network TV. It just shows you how much your brain has been splattered with, uh, you know, stuff they're trying to sell you well, for all these years. Yeah. Netflix without ads already feels like a sensory bombardment yep. because they have, uh, a setting on there that just auto plays whatever oh, show no. you're scrolling so on Please and you stop. can't turn it off. <laughs> and it says Netflix is down 200,000 viewers. We've talked about that before mm -hmm. when they were, they, that, that wouldn't be as big if they like, uh, if they had announced that we're going to have a slow quarter, but they expected a 2.5 million subscriber growth, not a loss in subscribers. Uh, and I don't know if how much of that, it says uh, that's partially due to the situation in Russia and Ukraine, but also potentially due to account sharing and a number of other factors. But the, what they don't get is like the optics of that are like, you know, do more to get people to actually pay. Like they keep me on Netflix just because I need to have NCIS to fall asleep to. They're, they're yeah. not in the gotcha. business of adding value. No. They're, <laughs> they really think that like, since you're subscribed, you're just going to forget. They rely on people just mm -hmm. subscribing to things and forgetting, forgetting. that they did that. Yep. And then having like mini subscriptions within subscriptions. Even banks have started to like implement features that like tell you you've got like repeat. It looks like you're getting a repeat charge. Yeah, Truebill is a great for, app for that. For multiple, uh, yeah. for like multiple streaming services. Uh, and Netflix is on the expense, is the more expensive side of these things anyways. Uh, I really do recommend. What is it, 15 it's, a month? It's 15 or 16 a month. That's that, insane. Don't miss that. Yeah. so glad i'm done like like that. i don't even have enough time in a month to be watching that much like even 15 minutes yeah. like one dollar per minute but yeah. here's of the entertainment like, the, what they can do uh i keep hbo max and this is what to you were talking about content about having content that adds value i keep hbo max because they have all of the dc animated movies i find value in that so that's worth it for me to pay it even if i don't always have time to be watching it the idea that i can put it on in the background even if i'm not doing anything at the time i can't always pay close attention so every one of them's looking for that niche uh amazon prime just bought all of the rights to james bond so they're going to have all the movies from there so you have to go there for more than just uh and amazon prime is actually probably the worst as far as the actual layout of the app because it like lays it out by season so you could click on a show thinking you're clicking on the show and you're actually getting season four of the show yeah and you have yeah. no idea why so they need to rethink how that works but uh so 12 minutes of advertising i i actually find that 15 dollars is worth not i'll, not I'll, dealing I'll pay with I mean, that if you hate advertisements hate. that much then it's well, your judgment it's very much a case of cost benefit analysis because yeah. if netflix has enough shows that you care enough about that you're willing to pay however much per month just to avoid the ads mm. on them that's fine that's worth it you just have to figure out what your time is worth and what you're willing to put up with but think about this like if they don't have if they're not growing content if there's not content that adds value and they're adding you a stream and they're adding you a paid version of ads when you can just go watch pluto or tubi or freebie 
with ads anyways and not pay anything for it, why wouldn't you just do that? That's what I would like, do. There's not enough good Netflix originals to do that. Ozark season four is getting banned, uh, as far as I know. And oh, really? people, I mean, I don't really care about Stranger Things enough to to want new uh, Stranger Things. The college years. Yeah, we're, we're about there, right? <laughs> like, uh, McKenna Grace is uh, like 16 now or yeah. 17 now. So, they're, and then they're, they keep like. Just shitting out these one or two season yeah. shows. Like I said, or like I, a mini series here and there. That's the that seems to be the new thing to do is like sing, things that they <sighs> since they know that a lot of these shows don't get a good season two. What they're doing is like uh, inventing Anna's not going to get two seasons. Inventing no. Anna's designed to be a one season type show. Or Tiger King is getting a second season, but did it really need a second season? To be no. fair, I do think that the longer, and this is something I've noticed with almost every single TV show, the longer they go on, the worse they yeah. get. This is why you always hear, oh, I really like the first seasons, the later ones, not so much. The CW is notorious for Universal. this. Uh, the CW does great first season and then the wokeness just kind of slowly seeps in from there because they don't know where else to do they're like we told us can you give an example of that um arrow started off as a really interesting show about uh, a billionaire who becomes like basically a killing machine on an island for Mm -hmm. five years and then comes back to protect the city from uh wealthy criminals Uh, and it slowly becomes uh a team show with a bunch of people you don't care about uh he's got his original three people but it becomes more about social justice Uh, stuff with like felicity smokes character getting way more that's actually that's i'm gonna retract that It, it has elements of that but that's not really it's more the fact that the screen time starts getting dispersed amongst all these characters that nobody is really feels a strong connection to. yeah even the the woke uh, messaging stuff isn't always legends the, of tomorrow the main problem sometimes it's just that the quality of the writing is just downhill yes legends of tomorrow got went that direction but stayed fun um supergirl got really bad yeah, uh, yeah uh, super bad uh, as bad <laughs> as batwoman was in season one it got even worse in season two and three yeah. uh and that's because uh, i do believe that uh arrow which arrow and the flash which were legitimately good shows given the budget's constraints of being on that network which is much lower than your average uh the best example you get is if you watch like a season one episode of supergirl when it was on cbs it looks vastly different than what season two did once it moved to cw because the budget just isn't there to make it look as good cw has trash but budgets but the worst. those first two seasons of both arrow and the flash are legitimately good superhero television with strong storytelling but after that you're like where do we go and it becomes this weird the only people that find value in it were the people who stayed along for the ride so you understand all of the references but the story goes and becomes more about all of these people uh, and it becomes diluted and just less fun. Uh, Superman and Lois has managed to avoid that for the most part, but it's only on season two. Mm -hmm. And as far as I know, season one was done by HBO Max, which means there was more money put into it. Like there's noticeably less action in season two because they don't have the budget to show Superman doing Superman stuff all the time because it costs more money to do Mm -hmm. that in a... In, in a good way so the best thing you can do i think is uh to do limited run series uh we i started watching we own the city last night uh the first two episodes are very very good even if it's um i don't know if either of you watch the wire um but we own the city yeah. is basically the spiritual successor to the wire oh, it's about uh, a group of corrupt cops from baltimore in 2014 uh the gun trace task force which is famously was famously corrupt and i think all those guys are still in jail wow. uh were prosecuted uh and the show uh has uh it's not as good as the wire because you can't do tv like that now without it being at least a little bit messagey and preachy in certain places but it's far better than most things but i wouldn't want a season two 
Like if they do, I don't want it to go on for more than one season. Here's the thing. I think uh, you don't represent the the rest of the population. You're an anomaly in that you care about like the quality of what you're watching. Mm. And uh, for the most part, everyone else just kind of turns something on to turn themselves off. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, but that's that's the thing. The, like, I love that type of entertainment. I love stuff with uh, escapist, n messageless entertainment. But when you say that, I think it means something different. When you say escapist, it just means like something fun, lighthearted yeah. uh, that you can immerse yourself in the story. But like when other people have escapist entertainment, it's, it's literally just to yeah. like not think, right, and that not engage with anything that they that is in front of them yeah it depresses me because i'm watching i watch so many shows from like 2008 to 2010 that worked within network tv rules uh with far smaller budgets than are being thrown at a lot of these shows netflix is a bad example because they're they're literally flooding the market with so much content that they can't give large budgets to a lot of these projects so it's like uh you hear times about time crunch and poor pay for animators and stuff like that but the the industry is bigger than it ever was and the storytelling is even worse than it ever was mm -hmm. before so that's uh that kind of breaks my heart that streaming ended up being i everyone thought it would be the thing that saves these industries and it ended up making it worse i mean along with a lot of social issues and I think uh, part of it might be that when there was only a couple of major cable networks premium cable and network TV and far less choices only the best writers got jobs yeah. now with so much stuff that needs to get made anybody can be hired that's a good point and and it's just not good right like and there's not even as much money to put towards special effects and towards yep. good casting which makes it really boring it makes it very subpar but i think it works well for most people because we do have such an epidemic of loneliness that people are willing mm -hmm. to just turn on their tv just for noise i've heard so many people say i just turned it on so i don't feel alone that's really sad to me but it's what happens and they're capitalizing the off of that yeah and want to exacerbate the issue mm -hmm. it might just be because i'm like aware of these the, these issues in culture because we work here yeah you're paying but, attention but like sure. in general the average person might not not, not might not realize it until uh in, until they're actually aware of what's going on right but, uh, my hope is that Netflix continues to lose money so that they not that I want people to lose their jobs but I want them to actually try to make changes uh, and and figure out a way to actually add value back to the product. Yeah. I feel like if you work at Netflix, you've got skills that you can offer somewhere else uh, where you're else. not. Yeah. Just what we should like... <laughs> does Elon Musk have to buy Netflix too? Yes, he does. Let's do it. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Elon Musk, Musk needs to buy Netflix and just is that just the magic fix for everything yeah, now? Yeah, that's, that's you just... just get Elon to buy it. You just get Space Daddy to buy it, and you're fine. So <laughs> there you go. Perfect. All right. So this is Mary's topic that she she thought was really interesting. The funny thing about this is, before we get into it, this is something that I have noticed as well, usually from a different perspective about the blurred lines of what we called yeah. the uh, adult entertainment to influencer pipeline, which is not really a pipeline. It's more of a blurred amalgam of both industries mm -hmm. that now infest modern culture, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, when we were talking we're about it, uh, you mentioned that previously... The pipeline would be someone in mainstream entertainment whose career has descended and now they have to stoop to yeah. the adult film industry. There was there was as the last resort. Right? There now was, it's it's actually a launching pad yeah. for a career in mainstream entertainment. And there was women uh in those like in porn that did like that would do like B movies, like B horror movies or uh B horror. Or, Sorry, like, I just want to clear that up. Horror. 
horror. Okay, not horror. Okay, yeah. <laughs> B- Just B- B- scary B movies. Okay, got okay. it. Thank you. So there, there was there, you know, and then you had um, Playboy TV, and they had uh, those industries. And Howard Stern was a, a big mainstream source of uh, content for women in that industry. That would they would generally cross over slightly, but it's still felt very segregated like they were still shunned by society and kept in their own Mm -hmm. box over here uh now it feels like those industries have kind of become launching pads i think because of the democratization of the internet and the ability for people to promote themselves that's that's definitely an aspect of it i think the story of the 2010s was uh the merging or blurring of lines between social media influencer that crowd and the internet stars and the mainstream entertainment Mm -hmm. uh industry so they successfully uh integrated themselves into the mainstream and now the story of the 2020s i think is going to be the complete uh pornification of the mainstream or uh, just the mainstreaming of porn, uh, it's kind of both happening at the same time. It does feel like um, as much as Hollywood is be growing more puritanical in how they seem to judge the outside world, the focus on sex in mm-hmm. movies and television has never been more like whether we're talking Bridgerton or It's about Euphoria. pointing the finger yeah. at you. Yes. Yeah. Um, they want to judge outwardly mm-hmm. at you uh, while still having to deal with the all the constant uh, sexual assault allegations and things that yeah. seem to happen in within their industry. But it's always uh, a spotlight outwards. It's never the fishbowl that should be pointed back at them. Uh, do you want to start with uh, any specific one of these? Um, how about Mia Khalifa's okay. rebrand? That's how I found uh, this topic was like popping. In By general. the way, as a straight uh, heterosexual male, it does not mean that I do not think that these women are not uh, beautiful women. I, I will give them that. <laughs> I'm sure you don't know who Mia Khalifa is. I have no idea. Who is that? I've yeah. never heard of her. Never I've heard of this woman in my life. <laughs> um, so she was recently interviewed by Bustle and uh, it's called Please respect Mia Khalifa's rebrand. I don't think I will. (laughs) On TikTok, the woman briefly known as Pornhub's number one performer is amassing a more supportive, more female fan base. I'm calling BS on that. Jerks will be blocked. By the way, like I'm guessing that I will take a far more loose (laughs) appeal, like loose take on this than these two ladies. Uh, I'm a live and let live. I don't really care what you want to do person, but I don't buy for a second that her audience is growing more. Yes. Queen slay her, her article in the article. They, they asked her about like the demographics of her audience on TikTok, And she said that, I think her Instagram oh, her is TikTok. around not her not her OnlyFans. Right. No, exactly. no, no, not the OnlyFans. <laughs> okay. Her her Instagram is like uh, a quarter women. That and I might. Her buy. TikTok is like forty percent women. It's really funny. Like I have like like I'll always like sometimes you have like boomer relatives or friends who are older who like I don't think they can realize that you know who they follow on social media, and like you'll see they follow like somebody like that, and you're like, oh man. Well, you saw a little bit of that with Kyle Rittenhouse. Just like, yeah. Twitter, and we're like, whoa, what are you doing over there? He was like seventeen year old boy. He was like reposting like Bang Bros scenes on Ooh. his on his Twitter page. Just like you go, you go, Kyle. Get it, Kyle. I was just gonna say, I this is my two cents on this. 
Do you guys remember when we used to look at the millennials and we were like, ah, oh, this stuff they're learning in school about self-esteem and social justice will never make it into the real world. They'll hit the real world and it will hit them like a slap in the face and nope. they'll grow out of they it. Have, they have successfully... That is not what happened. Nope. They... And I feel like this is exactly what's happening with this. We're always like, don't do porn. It's going to ruin your reputation. You'll never recover they're from They're like, it. <laughs> watch me make <laughs> millions of dollars. Well, first of all, I think it's very unfair that she makes as much money as she does by being completely disrespectable and being like completely disrespecting herself and females as a whole. But capitalism being what it is, I understand this is where we're at. I respect it. I'm I appreciate the direction it. That this is I knew you I would. I knew that I was going to be on the opposite end of this one I, with you two. I have this. <laughs> I don't like pornography. I never have. And it's not because people talk about how it makes women feel like, you know, they're not sufficient or whatever. But that's not it. I genuinely feel like Kyle Cash have tweeted about this today. He said porn is free because you pay with your soul. And I think there might be something to that because I think that part of the hollowing out of American culture has been because of pornography that has turned this kind of relationship with one another into this transactional, gross, weird, very much like the it's it's bled over into the Tinder and Hinge hookup culture and yeah. it's turned into like this is why part of the reason women are unhappy. Like it's very interlaced with a lot of the philosophical concepts that are turning our culture into such garbage for lack of a nicer word i would have disagreed with you like a, a while ago i would have said that um one of the things that i found interesting about this is the examples these women gave about how they got interested in it meaning like i watched playboy tv or i watched right that uh, they idolized someone like anna nicole smith yeah, right um well e even that's kind of like, or uh, chloe cherry yeah. uh, of euphoria she played faye in euphoria but uh previously she was a porn star she said that she started watching porn in her childhood. Mm -hmm. I remember Billie Eilish said that she yeah, got like, addicted yeah. to porn she when she was like at a very young age. Like, it's a real problem. And children, literal children, should not be idolizing this line of work. Mm -hmm. It's hardly work because so many people get coerced into so it. So I just fact-checked myself on this, but when you look at Anna Nicole Smith, she died of a drug overdose. Mm -hmm. For to everyone, So to everyone who was idolizing her at the time, you need to ask yourself the question of why someone who was so beautiful and so successful, according to your own standards, that she died of a drug overdose. Yep. Something is wrong there. There's a, a lot of instances of that i was looking up um many such cases the uh of like there was like 2017 it was like four or five main, main like mainstream like industry women either committed suicide or died of drug overdoses in very quick succession and that caused the industry to kind of take a step back and like they're like looking into like mental health like mental Good. health services for the women involved uh ways for them now i don't know how you uh implement that i know that they have rigid standards as far as like actual test you know you know, physical testing for uh, diseases and stuff, but mentally, like, how do you, uh, how do you do that? That's very, very difficult. And to me, it's becoming like, well, this industry, it used to be you ended up here. Now, what I'm guessing they're doing is they use the industry to grow their name first, and then they go out on their own and make their money individually right so right. you make movies through a big studio that promotes you heavily to start for a year right and then you can go and start your only fans with three times the name recognition that you had before that never have to work for a studio again and make all your money on your own which it's to be fair 
is similar to like what we were talking about with Brandon Sanderson, the author who wrote books for big publishers right. uh, and got his name out there. And then once his name reached sufficient size, he was able to launch a Patreon to make his own books uh, and made millions and millions of dollars because his name was uh, grown organically through these companies. Right. Uh, so, but now it's becoming like they don't need to actually have physical contact, which may theoretically be safer if they only have to work you're talking more and i'm guessing you guys are referring more to the dignity uh, what you consider the dignity in the in the social aspect well, i'm looking at it from like a, are they like have they found a safe way to do this on their own uh if this is the career path they choose whether we like it or not i would prefer they did it in the safest way possible what, what bothers me almost as much as just like pornography in general is these former adult performers thinking that after they leave this industry they can have complete control over what other people think of them what oh, was the, no. the paragraph i want you to talk that part I, I agree with you can you find that part that you that was in the that was in the mia khalifa one i, I believe i found at least one of the paragraphs that that really uh bristled me khalifa Khalifa's modesty belies oh, her resiliency please. and the courage it took to show more of herself at a time when people were confident they'd seen it all. For years, she's been forthcoming in podcasts and on social media about feeling exploited as an insecure young woman at work and in relationships. Hmm. But she references her journey with levity and occasionally righteous anger as instead of self-pity. As you can see that I am being far more like generous than, than I think you two are about this industry. And even that, I'm just like, dude, you made your bed lie. You, you have yeah. to lie. lie and it's I'm sorry. Especially... It's so. I mean, no. Um, I mean, no ill will to her. I it's just, so I'm disingenuous saying. to say she's feeling exploited. She felt she was exploited as an insecure young woman, when the exploitation for a great deal of other porn actresses starts before they are a legal adult, mm -hmm. and she entered this industry at 21 years old mm -hmm. when she had as much judgment as like as a college grad by the way who oh. could have entered the conventional anything. workforce mm -hmm. at like any time she felt like it so no you weren't coerced into doing this you did this out of your own free will i understand they might be talking about modesty in the sense that she's not overtly proud of herself instead of like her physical modesty to me that makes sense i understand she's not grandiose and self-aggrandizing but at the same time she had every opportunity in the world like you said, she did go to college. I remember she was commenting on the Israel-Palestine um, uh, uh, disagreement. And I was like, do not speak to me about Palestine, Miss Pornstar. I don't want to hear it. And I don't want to get into that here. But I was like, you are choosing to get out of your lane. And then uh -huh. you're saying people can't criticize me. She, you're absolutely welcome to to reinvent yourself and change your sure, job yeah. but you have to understand that it's going to come with critique uh one right. of the hardest things about working for a company as we do is that you hold beliefs that a lot of uh you know society today uh, i guess not disagrees with but have been bullied into not talking about online right so you're going to uh you're going to face similar ostracization oh wow did i get that right on the first try almost close uh you're gonna Ostracism? face uh yeah sure. you're gonna be ostracized in yeah. a certain way because uh the general <laughs> 
public, uh, especially on social media, has such a default liberal perspective that if you hold anything to the right of Stalin, you're seen as being uh, antithetical to what they believe is like uh, the democratic process in America now. It's not true, but it is a similar type of um, treatment that you're going to receive and that you may get stuff like that on your social media that people that disagree with you heavily and call you names. Right. Uh, it's similar to what the, what they go through. I, I did find the Lana Rhodes one more interesting because she seemed to be more um, like she's a case of where she, she felt like she was no longer happy with what she was doing for her job mm-hmm. and she changed it. And that's mm-hmm. like, if we're that's going right. to approach this as a topic of discussion, there has to be a path forward, right? We can't just criticize uh, and tell them that the, that what they're doing. I mean, I'm not telling Hold you. Hold on. I, I just, <laughs> but like, here's the thing. She entered the industry because of grooming. Like, mm-hmm. Straight up, can we, like, go into this paragraph. Rhodes previously said that she has always wanted to be part of the Playboy magazine. When she was just 13 or 14, he would watch the girls next door and fantasize about one day living a life similar to that of the glamorous and beautiful playmates inside the Playboy mansion, such as Anna Nicole Smith. That was the paragraph that made me rethink about... And it's like, yeah, this isn't a career path. It's not. Well, it is. It's but, just one that you do, that people well, disagree with. But it's if it's inherently dehumanizing and you're coerced into it by grooming or by people who scout young women on the streets, literally, right. how is that a career path? I do think we should have that conversation about human trafficking and porn because Pornhub knew 100% they knew that many of their actresses were underage. They turned a blind and non-consenting. eye to it. And non-consenting. And being Even if trafficked. they were adults. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it was just blows my mind that people think that porn is like an institution that we need to uphold if we're going to be libertarian when you look at stuff like the trafficking. That's just and my like, stance And, like, what kills me is that after they uh, leave the, like, traditional route, like Pornhub or whatever, and they start their OnlyFans, they want to sit there and still applaud the women who stay in like their previous position and say like if that's what they want to do good for them but like it's not good for them it's actively destroying people's lives so is is chloe cherry the example you think of as the most successful in in mainstream uh just Um, because well yeah because mia khalifa and lana rhodes went for like the social media influencer route and the only fans yeah and then chloe cherry went from basically like being a nobody she was in in porn but she has become like recognizable from being in euphoria and also she's been on like high fashion runways yeah because uh, of this and she, it's been her her launching pad for a mainstream celebrity career this may be the most um real example of somebody who i i think i mean how much i haven't seen you for like i said i can't watch anything with that much drug content given my past mm-hmm. how uh, how much of it is she in a lot of it um, I never watched it. I just know that she has a major role in it. She so she's in more. She, in it's not show. like it's not like a passing. It's, no, it's not like a cameo. She's yeah, in, and okay. also there was a rumor that she was cast because she uh, filmed some porn parody of the show. That's what they but say she actually article. had already landed the role before she did that. They she did that because they had postponed filming because of COVID, and she just felt like doing that. Yep. It says she went on to defend the rumor about Sam said, uh, I don't want anybody talking. She's talking about the director, Sam Levinson, that they're saying that he only hired her because he saw her in like a movie, one of her movies. And uh, she says that uh, she revealed that she had filmed the parody an entire year after she landed the role of Faye. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, she went on to defend the rumor about Sam, adding, I just don't like anybody hating on him. He's super professional and helped me a lot with all my interactions. So it's like, uh, I, I imagine that once you get in that industry, it will be easier for her now that, like you said, the lines are blurred between social media influencers, somebody who works in that business, uh, and all those industries are kind of vaguely interconnected. Um, and it's becoming more and more prevalent in standard Hollywood, where it used to be at least shunned or seen as like lower tier. Uh, but euphoria is as mainstream as it gets. Am I the only one who thinks she looks exactly like a drug addict? <laughs> I mean, holy moly, I feel I mean, genuinely kind of bad like, for her. I mean, I think the lip injections are She's well, they're so definitely frail. her like her signature look but she yeah. looks like she's in pain all the time she yeah, also has geez. the she has a very uh familiar story which is where she talks about like she was rebelling against religious upbringing that's that's like his, well, and also yeah. like watching porn in her childhood which yeah i think is a form of grooming uh, also, I'd like yeah. to, uh, there was the paragraph, it was about, uh, the, it says, I think, uh, a lot of it had to do with where I'm from, uh, an Amish place. People were very religious and it was very normalized where I was to not have sex until marriage. And people just hated sex and thought nobody casually had sex. So she's, she's, um, portraying her life experience as what everybody's life experience is here. It says, nobody did anything at all and it really blew my mind and it really effed with my brain because I got this sense that sex is amazing and we all really like to have it. She went on, I started watching a lot of porn when I was younger because of the fact that I wanted to see a world where people actually like to have sex and actually just admit that sex feels good and we want to do it. As long as it's done safely, it's fine. No human being wants to save themselves from marriage and only have sex with one person for their like, whole life. But that that is, is a, that's a bold statement. Anyway. I would like to like, drop a source, bro, yeah. uh, here. Like, that's, that's, I mean, that's very clearly, that's like, That's the thing, like, projecting. people want to force their pornified ideas of relationships and sex onto the rest of us. You want to talk about a religious upbringing. This sounds religious to me yeah. to say that no one wants this. This is dogmatic. How many billions of people there are in the world and how many different cultures there are? Give I, me a break. I feel like maybe I wouldn't have been as into sex if it weren't so, if people weren't so anti-sex. But there that's, is something to that. There's, But that's her life experience. Right. That's in not very isolated communities, yeah. But, like, that's not the culture as a whole, and it's not the culture she grew up in. And sh- she's right about the idea that if you tell people you can't do something, it makes them want to do it that's more. That's, uh, that's that's not an unfair statement yeah. to make. Uh, so so it's just, uh, I don't know if this is, um, do you believe that this is just a sign of social, of, like, rot within just, social yeah. uh, society? <laughs> Everything's that's, falling apart. Um, that's, that's your cheery. <laughs> that's, that's my delightful. take. It's your cheery thumbs take up today. Thumbs up if you're listening on Spotify. <laughs> Big thumbs up for me. Yes. Uh, so I don't know, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be the mi- milk toast fence sitter here and say, look, they're, uh, they're adults. They can make the choices they, they want. They weren't adults when they decided yeah. that they wanted to do this yeah, because they were groomed that's, by the media. Um, uh, you're never going to, to completely eliminate the industry. I think if we were to make a compromise here, maybe the best thing to do would be focus on the trafficking and the, in the hyper illegal elements okay. of it. If uh, we've accepted that we're not going to eliminate the industry, which I will never concede. But if we've accepted that, hypothetically, let's at least uphold the standard that there should be a very clear delineation between porn and mainstream entertainment. Yeah. Yes, there should be. And you are correct. Although I may disagree with you that we'll never get rid of this industry because this is one of literally one of the oldest. No, I I honestly hope. I know. I agree. I agree. I don't think it's possible. I will say that at the end of the day, it absolutely must be cultural. It must come from the bottom up. There Mm -hmm. is so much work to be done 
by changing cultural enforcement. And I'm not talking about like forced monogamy or whatever Jordan Peterson got in trouble for talking about, (laughs) even though he was clearly taken out of context. But we need to make it cool to do stuff like get married and be monogamous. We need to make it cool to have kids. We need to make it cool to have families. This is something I think conservatives could really push for. I think they've been constantly negative all the time instead of actually putting forth good, interesting, alternative ideas that people want to hear about. And like in the entertainment world, um, we need to like actually acknowledge the fact that sex in TV shows is boring. It It does not serve storytelling at all. And Euphoria is so heavy handed with it that it's like sterilized. It's so boring. I annoy everyone around me because I don't think that sex scenes serve any purpose because our culture does not give a rat's patootie about sex so it's completely pointless to even include right. it at all it doesn't further you mean, closeness you, you mean that they don't care about the sanctity of the act right. not that they don't care right. about it, well that people are so that. desensitized at this point yes why right. is that considered like interesting right. or it's tantalizing to put in a tv show yeah um i will i will concede that the maybe the most depressing thing in the entire world is network television strip clubs on tv Ugh. it is uh, it is uh, it's very it's very funny um seeing like guys put money on girls wearing clothes. I'm like, why would you do that? That makes, if we're going to talk about stuff that makes no sense, that, yeah. that makes no sense. We, we were watching a Guy Ritchie movie the other night and I was like, is this what a strip club looks like? Because that lady looks like not a lady and I don't know why anyone would go there and pay money for that. That's insane to me. But I'm a little bit old fashioned, I suppose. Uh, I, I, I've got two old fat. Like, th- don't worry, ladies. I'm here trying to defend you the best I can. <laughs> kind of, sort of, kind not of sort really. Of. In the best way that like somebody who's like, trying to like keep the peace what what was it you described me as yesterday oh my gosh i said you were ag- like agreeably disagreeable or something are you the referee of pcc yeah ba- he is. Ba- that's <laughs> true basically me that's that, that's true. my job yeah. To, yeah. to try to, to yeah because you're a little acerbic and i respect that but you're very agreeable and nice and genuinely care about people but anyway yeah so it's like i'm telling you i disagree with you but i'm doing it after you leave i'm like eh, eh, you're wrong no, <laughs> you're no, wrong it's, yeah no it's uh i'm just trying to i guess uh i think when i back when i had a twitter for the entire time it said uh, lifelong devil's advocate I'm, I'm that guy who yeah. probably ruined every relationship he was ever in because when she's just complaining about something I'm like well, well I can kind of see it from that perspective you are well actually bro my gosh Brett. I do not <laughs> phrase it I, I guess somebody has to do it actually yes. well I, Actually. I never said that. I'm like, you know, I could see it from that. And like the like fun fact, they don't want to hear that. They don't that. want to hear that. No, nope. no, mm-hmm. no. Nobody told me that. No good. So, no. Surprise. <laughs> All right. So did, did either of you know who actor James Cromwell no, was? never heard, of, never heard of, nope. of James Cromwell. Okay, so James Cromwell, Cromwell uh, is an old school Star Trek actor. He's also in the show Succession, which is very, very popular right now. Yeah. And he is old. He's yes. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, this. Yeah, is, this I would is, say so. This is a funny topic, but I want to point out that as far as like a world where I'm going to make fun of activism, uh, I can give a thumbs up to a dude who wants to just be an old school dude it's so 90s it's so vintage yeah it's, it's like great. he's it's adorable. not he's not <laughs> this isn't some dude who's like uh lighting himself on fire because of the climate crisis he's just gluing like, himself to a when i saw this i was like that's a vibe uh, like i, I get it yeah. so, i love for almond milk so for the people like... <laughs> for the people listening let's let's explain what we're talking yeah. about okay. first it says uh james cromwell glues <laughs> himself to a starbucks counter to protest higher prices 
for vegan milk. Ugh. I wonder if he would do the same for like the pink tax. Cringe. Do you I know what the know. pink tax is? Uh, yeah, I do. Is that just like the fact that women's razors, razors cost and, more, et cetera, or yeah. Late stage capitalism. Uh, yeah. you, yeah. Hey, if you'll pay capitalism. more for it, they will charge you more yeah, for it. Yeah, and women will. They and like pretty things. I like pink. And raisins. dudes like dude wipes. That's, yeah. I don't know what it's that like, is. It's actually, no, It's a flushable wipe know. for yeah. dudes. Dude okay, so it says, stuff. actor and longtime animal rights activist James Cromwell super glued himself, his hand to a Starbucks counter in oh. New York City Tuesday, May 10th, to protest the coffee chain's extra charge for vegan milk. The glue in, as it was called, that's very, like, it's very, good, that's like very that. organizers. Like we're like I can already see like the, the organizer in like the tent outside of Occupy Wall Street. Like we're gonna have a glue in. Honestly, you could just pretend that you glued your hand. Yeah, and just you, like stand there, and be like, oh, just gosh, wait for someone to try to yank you because that's assault. <laughs> yeah. the, the glue in protest was organized by PETA. Stop! 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 Anyone associated with PETA is not coming from a pay- place of good faith. And it continues to say he is an honorary director at the Animal Rights Group. Explain. Oh. PETA puts puppies to sleep without need. They kill oh. animals at an insane rate. Yeah, I heard rate. about that. There are much better. The S, uh, I was gonna say the ASPCA. SPLC. Yes, thank you. I was going to say the SPLC. That is not correct. Yeah. ASPCA is actually a good source of like actually trying to rescue animals. PETA is just like the biggest name. And if you go and you're a member of this organization at a high level, you don't actually care about creatures. Dang. No, I'm sorry. But I he does PETA. care about vegan milk. Apparently. It's, uh, maybe it's just cheap. Like Look, Starbucks money, right? is overpriced. That's why I feel like this is a vibe. And yeah. like, I, I also like I've been wanting to like get a shirt that says like meat is murder, even though I eat meat. Why? I just think like that's a funny, that's a vibe. Like that's ninety. It's, a it's retro. Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very. It is very. Um, I, 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 I me and my friends uh, chained ourselves to a tree to protest. Yes. Uh, being cut down in the very rainforest. Hoot. Remember when? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember so the funny. rainforest? Yeah, the rainforest Dude, was like a big deal once a upon a time. Deal. Do you remember uh, the ozone layer? Yeah. Have you ever seen the meme? It's like all the '80s ladies with the huge hair, and it says the ozone layer never stood a chance because <laughs> yeah. of all the hair. Right, yeah. uh, like people used to give a crap. Like yeah. now, it, and, and it now was, it's just Greta Thunberg crying yeah. and screaming at us. It's now it's like at least they kind of stood by their word. Now it's the, just the hypocrisy. Now it's it's the Obama zoning mansions on the water, right. flying private jets, and flying private jets. Mm-hmm. Back then they actually had gumption in, and like yeah, sure you can yeah, you can drop right. this tree on me for the it environment. Is, it is very much slack. Activism. And yep. I think social media has caused that. It's yep. made it easier to be like, oh, well, PETA was live streaming this. So oh, by the way, there, their mark. there is no worse uh, group for cringe tweets than PETA. Oh, does anybody so do you, can you look some of them? I don't I didn't pull them up. today. There is some hilariously bad. Uh, I, I can't. Think yeah, of, they I don't know who is running that account, but I've seen some questionable things. So it says police officers. Are, so they talk about what happened here. It says the Oscar nominated actor was posted up in the Midtown Manhattan Starbucks counter for at least a good 35 minutes, le- minutes leading to chance and railing Whoa. against the living conditions for dairy cows and the environmental <laughs> consequences of dairy farming. Guys, I'm here for it. This live Dude, stream. Imagine being one of the high schoolers just working yeah, at the just Starbucks like, the and being like, happening? what? I need to tell you guys, this is so important that you know this i'm looking at their twitter right now and this live stream is their pin tweet first of all from okay. yesterday 162 likes 171 comments 59 <laughs> retweets they got ratioed on this Damn. nobody wants their input Peta sucks let's see what the first comment i think is. also people are just sick of activism maybe maybe i'm projecting here but i think like the average person 
yeah. is just sick of because well, also, it always like, comes across Peta shallow. is safe to dunk on, and yeah. I guess like the SPLC isn't yeah. at this stage. You here's know? a here's a common person talking to Peta. Now imagine how annoying it would be if someone were to walk into a vegan restaurant and tell everyone they're wrong for eating vegan. No one likes people who do this. Just let people eat what they want. You made your choice to be vegan. Let others choose what they eat. Well, it would be different if he were gluing himself and being like, I'm not ungluing myself until you guys take milk off of your menu. 35 minutes. But he's just protesting the higher price for the alternative milk. Yep. So it says, my friends at PETA PETA and I are calling on Starbucks to stop punishing kind and environmentally conscious customers for choosing plant milks, Cromwell said in a statement. We also have a stake in the life and death matter of the climate catastrophe. Oh, there it is. There it is. And Starbucks should do its part by ending its vegan upcharge. Hey, at least he kind of couched it in there with like, he's like, I don't want to be one of those climate alarmists. I'm going to be my, he's like, I'm my old school self. He's just like. Climate catastrophe. Pop. it's a, a Starbucks <laughs> spokesperson telling Rolling Stone that all demonstrators are treated as customers first, uh, though they had this particular protest violated the store's third place policy. I don't know what that means. Uh, let me see. It says uh, a safe and welcoming public space is shared uh, in community. Uh, does anyone know what that means? Third place policy? Mm-mm. No. Um, don't know what that is. Uh, it, Click on if you click on the link, it'll it'll show you there. Uh, but I'm going to keep reading. Uh, it says uh, Cromwell's glue in comes just over a month after Paul McCartney lent his voice to PETA's campaign over Starbucks vegan milk upcharge. So you know the rich people are taking their private jets to recording studios to talk about why uh, vegan milk is is bad third, to upcharge for. The third place policy says use our spaces as intended, mm-hmm. which means uh, that you shouldn't glue yourself to them. Do you remember when the the uh, people were like they had to like. The bathrooms, like they they, yes, they opened that, the bath. Yes. they oh opened the bathrooms gosh. for everyone, and they just started becoming drug dens. Yeah, and then this they policy, had to. So this policy says sleeping, smoking, consuming alcohol, drug use, or improper use of restrooms is not permitted. <laughs> and then the next one is be considerate of our partners and other customers. Yep. Loud or unreasonable noise. Communicate with respect and act responsibly. It's, I mean, this is violating their policy. What he did, he, uh, I still, I still give the guy because the funny thing is, he looks, he, he looks exactly like what I imagine an old school environmental activist looks like. Yeah, like in so every way, like, yeah, like bit. the only thing missing is like a hemp necklace or a hemp bracelet. Yeah, he's dressed a little too suit and tie for this me. Is, this is not, the, but the other reason I'll, I'll give this guy credit is uh, he puts his money where his mouth is. This is an article from the Hollywood Reporter. It says James Cromwell in 2019 arrested while protesting dog laboratory. So he. Is that's fair branched out yeah you can uh, protest that that's a good idea so it says yeah so this is talks about it at texas a&m university i'm just picturing that he's always around kids just trying to do their job and just making that's life fair. miserable like, for please, them please we'll just sell you the iced coffee for <laughs> just, a normal milk price yeah, please leave us alone <laughs> I, my, I, they make their money on tips don't they? i mean they make yeah, tip money they like they're like yeah. so that that their 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 starbucks gets shut down because rich actor james cromwell on a on a show called succession that's extremely popular right now has to tell you that vegan milk prices are too high okay so this is his dumbest protest because i'm looking at some of his other stuff he got arrested for protesting SeaWorld. I think yep. that's perfectly yes. fair. And then he got arrested for uh, protesting animal experimentation. Solid choices. Maybe it's like a, he's got like a wheel that he spins. And he's like, oh, <laughs> God, vegan milk. One. Vegan milk. Oh, uh, no. Okay, whatever. It'll only take half an hour. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he was really hoping for something really. When did they decide to unglue him? 
the so down at the bottom. I don't the, think any glue was actually involved. I think he just he's sat sitting there on and the pretended. counter. Yeah. It says Cromwell uh, with another unidentified <laughs> man protesting the university's dog laboratory. Uh, t- this is them talking about it from the old article. It says, uh, as for the issue at hand, get it, <laughs> at hand, <laughs> uh, the spokesperson said that the additional cost for vegan dairy substitutes was similar to the to other beverage customizations, like an additional espresso shot yeah. or, or extra syrup, and the pricing varies market by market. Again, these are people that don't understand how economy work well i'm sure this under- guy has never gone to the grocery store and bought Probably himself not. his his almond milk or whatever this is uh cromwell's glue in came just a month after okay they were the paul mccartney thing but they go into the fact that he had been arrested multiple times for multiple things but i'm just picturing these poor like employees who are just like look dude I, this is my day like i have to go to school in the morning like can you be done yeah like uh it can can somebody look up the funny pita tweets i need to just yeah, here. you don't even know they make there's like curated versions of them in, in articles like you just google oh, funny p- uh, just get, uh, google cringe pita tweets oh, and you'll gosh. get a list of stuff um let's see the Jamie so, pull that shit up. so right. this is a quote of his um it says when will you stop raking in huge profits while customers animals and the environment suffer I tried okay. I tried to do his voice justice there. I have no idea what he sounds like. Uh but he he was in um not just he was in LA Confidential and he was the warden in the Green Mile. Really? Yes. I did uh, not know that. Yes. Uh he's been in a bunch of like yeah, I could is Halt and Catch Fire uh was something that a bunch of people see a uh, bunch of people saw but there was a another one besides Star Trek uh and Succession that I saw him in that was uh really important but I can't remember. He was in 6 Feet Under and then he was also in uh oh god was the other one so was, he's actually done oh and he played stuff. oh he played uh herbert walker bush in the movie w gotcha so you are not kidding about these tweets they had a tweet that said um eating chicken can make your male child's um genitalia small mm-hmm. and they just said the more you know That's what what really um. and then they had another tweet that says sure sex is great have you but have you tried it while vegan Oh, now I'm sold. Did you know that milk has long been used as a symbol of white supremacy? Yep. That. Ha ha. Yeah. Uh, so 2016. Yep. We saw Pokemon Go as a teachable moment for how people should treat real animals. Wink emoji. Kidnapping them and forcing them to fight? Yep. Ah. Uh, hmm. It's, I mean, Pokemon. How about this one? Carnivorous is an anagram of coronavirus. It's my favorite. We think so not. Far. That's actually fairly clever. Uh, that's pretty good. That, that's actually fairly clever. Don't cringe. Holy moly. The intern that came up with that one was just. Hopefully uh, they got a raise for that. Yeah. And, uh, now this is unforgivable from PETA. Hashtag Steve Irwin was killed while harassing a ray. He dangled his baby while feeding a crocodile and wrestled wild animals who were minding their own business. Today's hashtag Google Doodle sends a dangerous fawning message. Wild animals are entitled to be left alone in their natural habitats. Don't you come for Steve yeah, Irwin. You come for Steve I will Irwin. That is not a smart choice. No, cool. not. Anyway. I just, uh, I, like, I guess in the realm of, like, actors that are now, like, because uh, I, I rail against and like, so many actors in their later years now uh, are like, they're an actor and an activist. I'm like, it means you're not getting the work you want to. And, yeah. and it's a way to <laughs> bolster bored, your... Succession is really popular, though. Yes, What's it is. Issue? Well, that's what I'm saying. He he comes off... I'm saying in the I realm he's of... he's sincere. Un- he's sincere. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. It's like, <laughs> if he'd left out the climate crisis thing, I'd have been like... Go on with your bad self. Like right. you, you do that. This is but, such a me thing to say, but like, you can pick worse things to protest about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so poor vegan milk people are are they're just paying I mean, too much. I mean, I'm pro almond milk, so. 
I'm going to glue myself to the counter at a Starbucks to protest the fact that an extra espresso shot costs more money because I need caffeine. This is unfair. Discrimination against coffee drinkers. You're addicted to caffeine. There you go. There you go. That's that's a problem. Oh, I don't own that, but, you know, I'll do it too. He did. I can do it. So, I mean, I guess, like, the first thing I thought of when I saw this was, like, the people that would, like, chain themselves to to trees to protest the real, like, that actually means something some for skin your community. Yeah. Like it, it's local. It's a local problem. You can point to it where it is and what's happening and what's wrong with it. Maybe not I should... just saying like, we're all going to be underwater in five years. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should change my, my slogan and say, it's not a, enough just to not be an activist. Maybe it should be, it's not enough to just not be a slacktivist. Right. You have to be actively anti-slacktivist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tweeting is not activism. Correct. Uh, is social media may change perspectives, but do not think of yourself as a hero. You are not. Mm-hmm. That is just my personal opinion. Before we close this, yes. I have to remind everyone of when PETA tried to say to stop using anti-animal language. Yes. Instead of saying Dude. kill two birds with one stone, you say feed two birds with one scone. And then they were all similarly. There was, there was some so other. Fun. You shouldn't say that you're sweating like a pig. Because pigs don't actually have sweat glands. Yep. I don't know what are you supposed to say instead. Uh, you're sweating like a... Human fig. A fig tree. Oh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Great solution, guys. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. Uh, We're hired at PETA. This is getting absurd. Yes. Uh, but overall, like, I approve these vibes. Yes. Uh, so go on, uh, James Cromwell. Use that... You do uh, your thing. I'm sure, yes. he, I'm sure bail was easily attainable with your, oh, with your salary. So. Yeah. Get oh, no, he didn't, get even, he didn't get arrested, it seemed like. Because I looked for like... five minutes. Uh, but yeah, that's you know they've dealt with worse in a New York City Starbucks, I'm sure. Right? Have you like have you ever seen those people that complain when they get their name spelled wrong in the cup? Those people go nuts. Mm-hmm. Though I'm sure 35 minutes with old uh, old uh, Grandpa Cromwell, uh, and they were nice. and they were fine. Yeah, so this famous guy, that's not too bad. And maybe signs an autograph with the other hand. Mm-hmm. Like that's... <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Podluck. Yes. Still no theme song. It's time. It's going to become a thing now where the theme song will have to include us talking about how there is no theme song. We yeah. need a sound bite for the theme song. We'll have to, we'll have to figure that out. All right. So Amber Heard, bloody lip pick, alleged attack. Depp's team says the photo is a fraud. Uh, so lip injections gone wrong. That's what yeah, you think. Right. I don't know. I don't know what lip injections look like, they, believe it or not. But I, I've wrong. seen them because like influencers post pictures of themselves as they're getting it. I'm saying I know as they, they're getting it, and shortly after, and the bruising and bleeding is a normal reaction. Okay. I, I also want to point out that even if it's real, the smirk is is very like um, the smirk sells it. But as does the it? perfect makeup. The smir- no, nothing sa- nothing <laughs> says I shall return. Yeah. Thing about what, what? This? nothing says i've just been physically assaulted like a smirking a picture gentle smirk and like carefully arranged let hair. me let me try and, and put myself in the in the shoes of their like uh lawyer or the whoever's crafting their legal argument would be like uh in an act of defiance against her patriarchal male <laughs> abuser she wore a face of dis uh of uh dismissive, dismissive um uh snarkiness to show that she was not going to let his physically dominant abusive behavior ruin her spirit and then i think back to the clip of her saying i wasn't punching you i was hitting you mm. quit being a baby mm. uh so I, i've been I, i've had a couple of pe- people reach out to me like that watch the show that that like the show that that enjoy the fact that uh uh i'm not just ragging on her i'm actually saying that i think depp is just as like you know his uh, ability They're coy aren't they his, his ability to uh woo the crowd should be treated with a certain amount of uh 
weariness she as well. She just looks so pretty Definitely. in this picture. She does. Beautiful picture. She is a sure. gorgeous woman. I've been seeing Cutie such pie. bad pictures of her from the courtroom lately. Mm-hmm. She's a... The, the picture of her that you found that one day, like when we were looking at the one with, where like with Elon Musk, like that was, I was like, you want to know how she gets men? That's how she gets men when she looks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that one. But, uh, you know, the, she's not being shown in her best light in the courtroom. Oh, of course That's, not. But, you know, I'm not going to defend her because she's clearly abusive and she seems terrible and, and very evil. Oh, so it says uh, Amber Heard detailed an alleged attack at the hands of Johnny Depp, which she claims left her with a bloody lip. Uh, an injury uh, her lawyers tried to prove with a photo, but were shot down by the judge because it wasn't submitted in time for trial. Is that uh, negligence and uh, just incomp- uh, incompetence on their part? Or is it because they came up with the idea later on uh, and then couldn't, couldn't think of it in time? They're scrambling for to... more evidence. Yeah. yeah they so, know that they're losing. They're so definitely losing. Heard cl- Heard claims in her testimony that Johnny struck her in the mouth during an argument saying it. I was in one of these fights. I believe it's this one. It was down. It was in downtown ECB. We call it, uh, we call it loft uh, in his downtown, e- downtown ECB. What does that stand for? Does anybody know? Um, uh, so it says something bungalow. I don't know. We call it. Uh, so the ECB, we call it loft. A- and we were in the kitchen living room area and he backhands me she continued uh quote and he, you know it was like uh, and it was you know he wears a lot of rings i remember kind of just feeling my lip went into my teeth and he got a little blood on the wall just that simple a little bit of blood on the wall i'm literally picturing a, str- a screenwriter writing this in, out like cinematic frame that's yeah. thing. like i'm picturing like in the Her wall brain is broken and yeah. the wall was pure white and then suddenly a splash came Small across the screen uh it says dramatic. We've obtained the photo, Heard says. It's so funny, too, and they were the only people that got one because I couldn't find a non-TMZ version of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she uh, she took after the alleged incident showing uh, what looks like a cut on her lip along with a note that reads, I shall return, a note that she says Depp left behind. So he, what, slapped her and then wrote a note with XXX at the bottom? What does she that thinks- mean? <laughs> Wait, okay. This this selfie is unmistakably the same vibes as um Megan Fox's uh slideshow selfies she she posted to prove that she didn't she didn't have botox in like 2008. I don't remember that. She she like took these low lit, like softly lit selfies and like posted them on MySpace or something in like 2008 to prove that she didn't have botox. And she was like pointing at all of her expression lines and stuff. Okay. It's exactly the same vibe. This is so like botched lip filler. It's the same photo Heard's legal team wanted to show the jury, but Depp's team objected, saying Amber's lawyers never submitted the photo during the discovery phase of the case. The judge agreed and Depp's attorney with Depp's attorney, so the photo was never introduced into evidence. Good. Now Depp's team tells TMZ the photo is from 2012. TMZ has seen the metadata and they have confirmed that. And they have confirmed that it is from 2012. Again, I want to talk about how cool it would be to be like the CSI <laughs> guy for TMZ dun, dun, rather dun. than like for, for a police department. He needs his own show. Yep. <laughs> <I like> <laughs> That would be freaking awesome. That would be freaking sweet. Uh, who do you get to play? Uh, what's the guy's name who owns TMZ? Uh, oh, uh, I don't know his name. I know who you're talking about. I can picture him. It's not Harvey something, is it? Oh, my I, was, I always forget his name. Uh, yeah, he's he's also works for like Court TV or whatever. I'm a lawyer. Uh, Harvey yet it, Robert Levin. Levin. Harvey, uh, Harvey, Harvey Harvey Levin. Levin. Yeah. It uh, says, uh, uh, says, yet in the UK defamation case, Amber's witness state, stated that the vo- first violent incident happened in 2013. So the photo is from 2012. 
she stated that the first violent incident was 2013, Keep a, your story a year after the alleged bloody lip photo was taken. A source close to Amber says that she messed up her dates in the UK case, and once got her therapist, and once she got her therapist records, it showed that the alleged abuse from Johnny stemmed back to early 2012. So not just wrong by year, but by more than uh-huh. a year. Of course, the photo and alleged incidents are just one example of countless physical violence claims both Heard and Depp have leveled at each other uh, throughout the trial. One thing I love about TMZ is they're very good at being like unbiased in yeah, a lot actually, of ways. Yeah, I, I think they're great. TMZ is remarkably good at not like and it's picking because the side. they're unapologetically sleazy. Of <laughs> course, yes. Well, this is why I like the Daily Mail. I'm they do for, a good job. Yep. I'm here for and it, and we're so here for it. I am, and I'm <laughs> so here, here for it. it. <laughs> like I, I like I'm always like looking for like the the spin and mm-hmm. it never comes it's yeah. always yeah. just kind of there so this is the the panic depths team is trying to fight tooth and nail to prevent compelling evidence and photos such as thing uh, such as this from being introduced uh that is their losing strategy of course they they're not fighting tooth and nail they're just going I by the, yeah they're going by the law uh, it, it just proves again that it just feels like Depp is better prepared. And like I said, I don't trust him either. He's uh, he's like, if women are throwing gifts in his car as he leaves, <laughs> like, I don't trust him either. Yeah. But her, the evidence of her being an awful person is too overwhelming for me to ignore. Yeah, he might just be like a, a chauvinistic actor. Well, he's just, she you know, sounds like an abuser. And and it is it is very true that it is common for a lot of people who are very gentle to become a different person when they use drugs or alcohol. Yes. That's, if that's, I had to guess, yeah. I would think violence went both ways in this oh, relationship. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I without but without proof, like all of his evidence is like he caught her on tra- tape calling him right. a baby because she hit him and her evidence is like uh like i told a therapist that this happened here's and, and my bruising from botox that's yeah. her evidence my lip got too dry and split did you see this <laughs> did you get a chance to look at this demoralizing and demeaning a gross tiktok trend mocking amber heard goes viral <laughs> uh, yeah okay look i genuinely like i wanted to find the videos funny but i also think it is undeniably dystopian that we're using the account no matter if it's true or false the account of like an abusive relationship or like domestic violence in general as, as like, like fodder for entertainment jokes. yeah as like yeah. a meme yep. well to be fair when i worked in the hospital and i you, military people will tell you the same thing and people who are first responders will say the same thing you get a very dark sense of humor when you expose to difficult things and i feel like this is possibly one of those difficult things that would make it easy for people to just develop such a dark sense of humor. they have also i mean it's been a circus from the get-go from yeah. both sides so right. they have contributed to their own uh parody uh the parodying nature of this is by exactly. the fact that this has been played out in public for all to see the fact that like how bizarre it is is like we're being subjected to it yeah we do have a right to joke about it I yeah think. absolutely if I this know. was if this was kept in private and somebody like le- somebody like breaks in like into their cloud drive and steals a bunch of photos uh and then makes fun of it that's a little bit different that they didn't want that in the public Right. the public eye this is their choice. they have been all too happy and in depths up there playing it up and mm-hmm. uh, and they she's up are. there trying to pretend she knows how to act but she clearly doesn't doing my cocaine. dog stepped on a bee what was the uh, was that one my dogs uh, and then what was the other one it was uh buy one get one free <laughs> My dad needs to pee. <laughs> like it's uh, like, I, and then I sent her a video the other day. Like people are doing a thing where like they go through like a house tour with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and as they like, go from room to room, so it's, it's fake. It's fake Johnny Depp trying to get Amber, her, fake Amber Heard to stop from pooping on stuff. Oh my God. 
gosh. <laughs> That's horrible. It's hilarious. Hey, man, if we have to watch it, we should be able to joke about yeah. it. I agree. If, if I don't get to, to see the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. I'm uh, going to make fun of this one. Then I get right. to, yeah, like that's the dystopian yeah. world we live in right now. Uh, okay. So, uh, so as we already knew, Mary, Kim Kardashian wears the pants in the in their yeah. relationship. How shocking. And I think that they just like live for the appearance of Pete Davidson being like this macho dude who just like, you know, wrecked Kanye's home and he's out here being the dad who stepped up or whatever. <laughs> and it's actually just so that he's gross. like kind of an accessory or a toy like poodle or something for this woman he is literally a purse puppy <laughs> yeah that, that's uh so so this is right. the, the story here the story here is that um kim kardashian basically like like a mom at a store when her kid is misbehaving tells him to take a hat off like take that hat off now uh it says uh, pete davidson fans have taken issue with girlfriend kim kardashian's telling him to remove a hat while shooting behind the scenes footage for their time at the met gala prepping in 2022 in a clip uploaded to the kardashian social instagram page kardashian 41 is seen telling saturday night live star age 28 to take the double hat off as he wore a purple cap over his navy one uh with white writing i didn't know where to put my hat the stand-up uh the stand-up comedian replied as he removed the purple topper kim's entourage gave giggling in the background gesturing to an assistant kim adds she'll hold it just to, she'll hold it just in case uh because if it works and we want to use this somewhere uh just if we want to post it behind the scenes uh oh you don't want me to to have a double hat i appreciate that thank you davidson responded sarcastically like it felt like she was scolding her child yeah um, their dynamic is just so i'm looking weird. At, i'm looking out for you she's like he? he's 28 he is young enough to be like her very much younger cousin yeah, or like, sibling. So it says fans of the Staten Island native immediately called out the reality star for attempting to control David. It's like, so we're having reverse. But it, here's the thing. Like he sexism. likes it. Yeah. I said, it's a freak. <laughs> I, I, That's gross and I, weird. And I don't like it's this like, dynamic. It's like that picture that I sent you of them where they were like sitting in that booth and they edited Kim's face to yeah. be like this demon with like fangs sticking out like she's like she just likes to possess him as kind of an accessory this is uh the the social media response is still funny that says she's controlling she's not letting him be himself by wearing two hats that's it's giving controlling and selfish i can't with the it's giving can we stop yeah seriously give me a break uh let him wear two freaking hats kim it's all about her it's all about her instagram aesthetic within five months he's going to be a complete accessory he's already from the beginning here's here's the thing though if he likes it go with god my friend yeah i don't care he's a homewrecker Okay, that's fair too. Pete Davidson. They yeah. were already Skeet. broken. They were. I, I mean, they were already yeah, broken they were up. Like, Scoot out of here. He didn't help. Skeet. I just because he's we, intentionally making it worse. Need I remind you of the tattoo? The, yeah. That see that Gross. is creepy. That like is, that, that is actually creepy. We're so it says nah, deaf a red flag, passive aggressive behavior. Instead of telling him she doesn't want him to make her look bad, which is what she's implying. Well, nobody's actually going to say that in, in a conversation. I just emerged from a relationship where my ex would tell me all the time that I he would convey to me that I was making him look bad. Really? Yes. So what that person's saying is that that's what he should yes. that's what she should have done. No, I'm saying this is not what he she should have done. She was very much in the wrong here. If you're conveying, But she didn't do that. I think she was. I think if you're conveying to your partner that they're making you look bad, 
you need to reevaluate whether you should be with that yeah. person, first of all. But the, what the person's pointing out here is that they think that she should have been more direct with him about why she was upset, not play around it. Yeah, so they're, that's fair. They're, they're, okay, yeah. Yeah, because, right. yeah, well, to be fair, yeah, my ex would never come out and say, oh, no, I think you make me look bad. I would just come away feeling like, oh, you know, you don't want to be seen with me. You you want to control how I'm going to do my hair and everything. And I was just like, oh, I feel like I make you look bad. Yeah, It's a okay. terrible place to be. So it's about poor communication. Yes, okay. definitely. Well, I, I'm guessing that uh, at home, Kim gives very direct orders. Seems like that kind of person. <laughs> uh, the moment echoed Kim's own experience with ex Kanye West, who famously tossed her entire wardrobe once they began dating. So maybe she's like, time to get my revenge good for kanye man uh, every time every time she looks at pete <laughs> davis and she's just like i didn't even like balenciaga just i mean <laughs> i think it's funny because kim's style did completely change when she got with kanye mm -hmm. yeah and then she, she had started kids being and this a mother. like cyber plastic doll this, and <laughs> this is the quote it says i always thought i had really good style until i met my husband and he told me that i had the worst style <laughs> kardashian recalled in 2018 that's not he, true he was really nice about it and cleaned out my whole closet that is like the that's if, the love that's story giving yeah, control yeah <laughs> like she used to be this very like sultry armenian goddess like jasmine vibes yep. and then she just like started wearing distressed yeezy and like <laughs> all cool toned neutrals i'll never get over <laughs> the the fake uh the the faded black tight like jeans that he wears i'm like just wear dark black denim dude i hate <laughs> faded. like i literally spend my whole life washing jeans a certain way to avoid faded black stop doing that no he loves it let it's, him wear his clothes it's all, Damn it. then again i wore I, I wore brown and black together yesterday so what do i know <gasps> uh, wore, what was it greb yeah it's I, I think technically it was brown uh, uh the shirt's actually colors listed as cacao shell Oh, which is okay. just a nice way of saying brown. Yep, brown. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. I don't know anything about fashion, but I do know you're not supposed to wear brown and black together. But I not supposed to throw out your wife's whole wardrobe <laughs> or control your husband's hat choices. How about that? But I think it's okay when Kanye does it because he's an artist. That's there you go. Too. Uh, and she was very immodest, to be fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so did you see? Did, did you see this article from Star Trek about the woman who wouldn't wear? Who, she won't wear a wig, even though like. She's an actor. There, where was the line that I like yeah. that absolutely sent me? That's why we're going to talk about this. So uh, we'll, <laughs> uh, we'll get to it. But I'm, I'm going to talk about this. So uh, Celia Gooding, who plays uh, Nyoto Ahura in the uh, right uh, Nyota yeah. uh, Ahura in the show, recently discussed her character's hairstyle uh, on Star Trek. So it says Gooding's version of Ahura, at least at this point in the show, keeps her hair cut extremely short. Uh, Nichelle Nichols' version of the character featured numerous different hairstyles from a small afro in Star Trek The Motion Picture a perm look in Star Trek 3 to the absolute uh, to the classic shortcut with bangs in the original series. Zoe Saldana's version of Uhura uh, in the more recent Star Trek films uh, would also feature different hairstyles from a long ponytail to having it tied up in a bun to having it pulled back and hanging below her shoulders. Speaking with Trek movie, Gooding said uh, would reply to a question asked by I can't pronounce that person's name, but it's whoever's talking to her. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Ulster. I couldn't tell if that was an I or, or no. Uh, can you talk about the choice for Uhura uh, to have your short hair? Did anyone try to suggest a wig or anything else? Now, when I hear something like this, it's like, yes, Queen Slay, tell us about, like, it feels like a setup 
to get like to have the your yas queen slay moment. moment yeah they're literally uh, it's like i threw it, it right worked. over the plate uh hit your yeah. hit your yas queen slay home run and well, she here does we go. Here so we it says, go. gooding answered no i auditioned like this and they loved it so it was never a con- conversation however she did indicate that they did approach her about a wig but she turned it down it was approached like they asked me would i want to wear a wig and my answer was absolutely not first of all this is part of it it's like we're in a world now where they're so terrified of their own celebrities who can like get them canceled that they're like you know would you like maybe sort of want to i don't know like kind of wear like a wig maybe (laughs) Uh, yeah especially if it's like a controversy about a black woman's natural hair uh, gooding then explained that she's uh that she's opposed to wigs so she's not just not wearing a wig she's actively anti-wig and she says uh i like to i like to let my scalp breathe and says she says here's the quote so to have an opportunity to look like myself and show up as myself as this character it's an incredible opportunity show up as myself are you as this character this is you you this is representation gone wrong you don't just need to you need to actually be a character it's not enough that the character looks like you sometimes you need to make changes because does she does she wear this shirt out in public too does she get to choose what clothes she wears? Like this is this is I, I, I'm not trying to be mean to this lady, but it's like at what point it's like you can only play a character if you're of this gender, or you're of this uh, sexuality or race. You can only do this. At what point does it just stop becoming acting and just becoming weird live action role play with a different name and story? Yeah, when you're acting, you're supposed to abandon parts of yourself to be somebody yeah. else, obviously. So like this, just the show up as myself. As this character, it means that the character is an afterthought. Okay, mm-hmm. and and there's a, the funny thing is there's a there's an actress on the show NCIS uh, New Orleans who talked about how um, they made her wear her hair a certain way in the show where it was like she had to have it pulled into a very tight ponytail so it would be very painful to do for long periods of time I guess mm-hmm. uh, and then she actually went out after she left the show and started a company that had something to do with like relaxing hair so it, like it became like a thing on that show they were very domineering you have to wear your hair this way uh, but they made it about like it's because uh, of the color of my skin maybe it was maybe it wasn't I just know that if you're given a job and these are your requirements you have to sometimes accept like i don't want to i used to get in trouble at jobs a lot for not wanting to tuck my shirt in but i had to do it anyways even if it wasn't something i wanted to do and for somebody who's going to be paid far better than i ever was at those jobs maybe sometimes you have to just accept that it's not always going to be you you're going to portray a character from uh, from time to time i'm trying to be as like diplomatic diplomatic as possible here i feel like once people make a certain amount of money they really start to feel entitled to everything yeah it's a problem i've never heard of this person before this article and they all think that they are like the popping person right now like everyone thinks they're in yep i just uh and and i'm not a huge like i due to like the oversaturation yep literally you are not known you are not somebody who can call the shots yeah but they apparently can she can like she's like i never mind because they let her yeah. If you don't let them, they can't. I'm just picturing a very mousy person coming up like, hi. Like, would you like consider a wearing a wig? It's, it's maybe, kind of, possibly? It's the Midwest thing. Where it's like, could you like maybe sort of help me do something I'm afraid? No big deal if you can't. I understand totally if you can't. Completely can. understand. It's, Literally, at this point, like, don't even help don't me. Even like, help. I'll just jump off a bridge myself. Yeah, let it's me just fine. go. Like, yeah. Can you push me? Like, that's, that's kind me. of like, like, that's a joke that uh, I would say, like, I was kind of like, I'm that person sometimes. I'm like, you know, like, I need to like do this and like i need a little help but like if you can't i totally understand like that's this person coming up to this lady and 
in wardrobe like so like i was talking and i'm imagining she gets this this like request from her boss who's also being mean and domineering to the person who had to ask her and it's like see if celia gooding wants to wear a wig on the show be convincing and then she's like and then she's like but what happens if she gets mad for asking she's like hi like maybe like you know because like there was like you know different hairstyles in the other versions and maybe you could kind of wear a wig no no oh no that's totally fine totally Totally, no big deal don't write an article uh for the verge about how bad we are (laughs) like uh, please don't do that that is like always the looming threat that's like if you don't do if you do this i'm going to uh write an article about you um in the washington post that the uh, that the uh, that the ACLU will then co-write for me, uh, and then right. yes, yeah, so who am I? <laughs> and the cycle to? continues exactly. exactly. Okay, and lastly, oh why? Um, yesterday or the other day, we we had a very fun conversation about uh, the ability to be so entitled that when you're going through spiritual crisis, you don't just check with your local priest. You just hit up the Pope hit on up Twitter. The Pope. Woo. We're talking about yeah. Madonna. Uh, well, Madonna is back in the news uh, you know in a way that I really didn't need to know about or see photos <laughs> of. There we go. Thanks, Woo. Mary. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Girl Gone Wild, Madonna Ooh. debuts very bizarre NFT collection featuring digital depictions of herself nude. Uh, you'll have to pay me. To, get, to take this NFT? I'm not paying you for this. Yeah, no. Uh, keep it. Including a graphic 3D scan of her own vagina. And showing her giving birth to trees, butterflies, and robotic centipedes. Totally normal. That's gotta hurt. That's right? Like, like, Sounds uncomfortable. I didn't even use a... Pro- uh, okay, anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even use an epidural <laughs> to... to- yeah. To give too, birth to my trees. weird. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is your, you brought this up, not I me. I know. The, so I'm going to put this. Do you want to do you want to read some of this? Because. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, collectively entitled Mother of Creation. Blow it out your ass. Seriously. She is <laughs> trying to, it turns out. <laughs> the three digital art pieces attempt to deliver the message that you never know where you're going to find life. There okay. they are on screen, guys. I'm sorry again. Don't oh, no. don't uh, don't send me hate mail or cancel me. Uh, I'm just doing my job right now. The first video features a naked, digitalized version of Madonna as she sits on an exam table in a lab and gives birth to a large tree. As the one second, does. The second <laughs> clip, Mother of Evolution, what was features... The movie, what was the movie with Jennifer Lawrence where she plays like Mother Earth? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I do not know. Sorry. No? Keep going. Okay. Features <laughs> Madonna, once again nude, sitting with her legs spread on top of an old truck. Butterflies could be seen flying out of her vagina. Butterflies she recites in the sky. lyrics from her no. song, Justify My Love. I could go twice as high. Her, the no? third and final video, called Mother of Technology... Shows Madonna laying naked in the woods while metal centipedes crawl out of her genital area. This is perfect. This is exactly what I, I am. It's Oh, the movie was actually called Mother. All proceeds oh, from the sales of these NFTs will be donated to three charities chosen by the pop star and the digital creator. I mean, I guess it's kind of nice. To get At charity. least doing that. She, maybe she really on the charities. I have a hot take on this. Okay, let's hear it. Very hot take. If you didn't know that this was Madonna, this is actually kind of some interesting art. 
Mm-hmm. The fact that it's Madonna definitely ruins it for me. Could have been Nicole Kidman in that second one for all I knew. Well, yeah, see, it's so digital, digitized too. Yeah. You have no way of... It's not actually her. It's yeah. just an NFT, whatever. It is weird. It is creepy, but she's introducing maybe... Do you think it has a, a meaning that has some merit? Possibly. I think she words it very poorly. I was going to say that you never know where you're going to find life. I think that's a very silly mm. understanding of this art. I think that you I think she's trying to be deep meaning. and she's failing. Yeah, that's she's failing because she's a, a celebrity. But if you took a normal person, you're like, what do you think this means? It could be like, wow, that's crazy. The yeah. crossover between humans and technology and how humans are responsible for the earth or whatever. Mm. You actually could possibly find some meaning here. But you'd have to really, you'd really stretch it. Yeah, anyway. My journey yeah. through life is a woman uh she's not a biologist is she i oh she's whoa you're right she's stepping out of her bounds i'm, I'm gonna Stay i'm just gonna lane, madonna i don't have a source on this but i'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt and assume <laughs> that she's a biologist right uh is the is like that of a tree starting with a small seed always pushing against the resistance of the earth the endless weight of gravity she could be heard saying throughout the one minute clip scorching heat pouring rain and punishing winds i've told myself to be civil so that i won't break while predators pick at my fruit and scrape my bark solve my brand uh solve my branches solve my branches chop me down burn me to the ground i will never destroy my essence nor take my glory nor extinguish my soul how do you solve my branches i don't understand what she's I, saying is that supposed here. to be a mathematical metaphor of some sort i uh, guess so in a cold laboratory settings with no signs of life, uh, an opening give away, an opening gives way to a branch that transforms into a fully vibrant tree. That's a weird way to describe a plastic surgeon's office. Yeah, what the heck? Uh, a, descri- <laughs> a, descri- a description on the NFT's website reads, uh, it pushes against gravity and flowers bloom. The tree may bend or even break, but it continues to recreate and flourish. The second clip entitled Mother of Evolution features the digitized version of Madonna, who is once again nude. And why can't she just stop, stop being nude? Wear some clothes, woman. What the heck? Uh, you know, this is just like, I know that NFTs are the future of art. And it's because once again, I mean, NFTs are idle decay. Yeah, seriously. Like, I see that as a bubble that will eventually burst. Possible. Really? Uh, I mean, we can help. They, they need to be used for other things. I don't think they're right for art or that's not the limit of their usefulness. Uh, and also, I feel like this is kind of elder abuse because Madonna <laughs> she's is like 66, totally not she? in her right mind. She's like clearly not. Uh, According to the description, the NFT touches on the metamorphosis journey of butterflies, which are one of the most beautiful creations in nature and a sign of hope. The butterflies are a metaphor for the paradox that the world is burning down in a post-apocalyptic scene, but there is still evidence of life. All of these people live as if they're writing movie scenes. Uh, um, so dull. Which is sad because I kind of love the idea because uh, I, I love beautifully done movies when they're done well, but stuff like this is always so cheap. If you want life in a post-apocalyptic world, you just need to watch Wally, and yeah. you won't be exposed to a naked Madonna, which for some reason is a thing. They should put that in the promotional material. Yeah. No naked Madonna. No naked Madonna. <laughs> uh, it relays the important message that if you are waiting for the world to be perfect or for your life to be perfect to create art, it will never happen. That's fine. That's, That's fine. Uh, I, I will say that about anything. You can say that about having a family. Yep, you pe- can't wait for just the right time. You got to do it. Perfect. There you go. Uh, you make the world better by creating a family. If, if you're a good person and you make and you and your goal is to make a better world. Right. That, that was a, a lyric in like one of Tom McDonald's songs. Oh, I'm he's, sure. He's, he's like a very uh, wise man. Stop making a better world. Uh, we're, 
focusing on make a better world for our kids. How about making better kids? Yes. For, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. heard that line. For yeah. Sure. So, so yeah, maybe, maybe instead of focusing on the sea levels that are not apparently going to rise fast enough to stop our politicians from buying houses on the beach line, right. maybe you focus on having kids that aren't such losers. Right. Hey, yeah, that'd be a good start. <laughs> I, I meant to phrase that better, but that's I mean, kids that aren't so uh, bratty. Yes. Yeah, I do. I do think that there are strong archetypal references here when yeah. she's referring to the female anatomy. Um, there are very, very ancient statues that show like fertility goddesses and everything. So that's possible that she's tried to she's maybe not trying to, but actually possibly a little bit successfully channeling some of that mindset, some of that fertility if she's, understanding. If she's conveying any message, it's only on accident. Oh, I know, for sure. I think she yeah. has like no... You can hear her speak and you're like, presence of mind. With you. And to be fair, like she's I'm taking... It. I'm taking this as like my opportunity to dunk on like the lowest... Tar- like the easiest target you can dunk on. I, I shouldn't be doing that. An old lady. Like, 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 old lady. I'm like, like in a world where any wrong statement can get you in trouble, uh, it's always safe to dunk on Madonna. Pop true. culture crisis. It's like taking candy from a man. Yeah, it, it's, it's like, like I mean, it's, Madonna. it's kind of the same thing with like Kim Kardashian. It's like, it's, she's, she's found this sweet spot where the stuff she does is like vaguely interesting. And you know, you're not going to get in too much trouble for dunking on these people, like certain people. So it's like, you, you know, maybe we need to be more brave in who we choose to dunk on in the future. Uh, we are not stunning and brave enough to, <laughs> to dunk on the right people. If you scroll all the way down to closer to the end of this article, there is a picture that I would buy as an NFT because it's hilarious. It makes her look really stupid. So she is like under a bed and it's just her feet and her butt sticking out. And it's just like, what, what, <laughs> what are oh, you doing? Okay. What is going on here? This is hilarious. I remember 50 Cent giving her crap. <laughs> Yes, so I would give her weird. crap too. I want everyone to give her crap. It's like she looks like an ant. I will give her this. <laughs> What's wrong with uh, her? Brit- she should what? But Britney Spears should do is hire her photographer at least uh, to get those and, weird selfies and, and get some at least professionally done. We need to have <laughs> like selfies. old folks' homes, but for celebrities. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> there's a there's a show to be made. There's a show to be made forever. Yeah. Oh, and guys, I figured out why she went directly to the Pope. Maybe she actually thinks she is Madonna, that like could, the Virgin The Mary. Madonna. The Madonna. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is my man. I just that, need to hit him up. It's fine. Yeah. She might very well be that detached from reality. That's just kind of what I came up with. Uh, totally plausible. <laughs> Seems like, like she might be. That's. Uh, I mean, they're they're all the, you know, maybe. I mean, we... after seeing this. Celebrity old know. folks home is a great idea Ooh, for no, a show. Please. I want a skit. Yes. Yeah. MTV do it. <laughs> real world reboot. Yeah. yeah, and that will be it. I'm oh so done. Anyway, okay, uh, Lydia, thank you so much for coming today. Thanks for scarring my consciousness with that imagery, Brett. Um, I appreciate. It's really my that. fault. I sent it. You. <laughs> I read that the other day, and I'm like, I'm not covering that. Like, why would I subject? Be like, the only people who are going to win in this one are the Spotify people. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to see the images of right. it, right? Yeah. So. Uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? You guys may find me on social media at sarahpatchlets.me. I just started a Substack, which is for me right now, just basically like a blog. And I'm writing stuff about stuff. And today I wrote about the formula shortage. Hot takes on yes. there? Hot little takes about As always. Yeah, I'm smart, so I keep them to a minimum. They are on there. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yes. Uh, and you will be here next week when we when we go live. That's right. Uh, I'll be we're... here live with you guys on Wednesday next week. Are and you... you guys can find me tonight on TimCast IRL, which is where I push buttons in the corner for a living. It's, uh, it's a good one, living. One of the things I've been, I'm going to have to figure out is I am going to be both Tim and you 
Yes. I am like, uh, I'm sure Madonna could make some NFT about that. Ooh, about yeah. how I am, uh, yeah, I am, uh, I am that. You who, already are. That who hosts and yeah. pushes buttons, yeah. but will now be host and push buttons live. Ooh. So we will, we will see where that goes. Mary will be in charge of looking at the comments and finding, uh, we're, I'm we're, so excited. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, super chats, mean comments. We're going to keep the mean comments out of it, hopefully. No, those uh, are the best th- ones. No. They're pretty funny. <laughs> we, will, we will see. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going live next Monday, guys, on the 6th. 16th at 3 p.m. Mary, tell them where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram and now WeChat (laughs) at Closer Kitty. Love our CCP overlords. Mm -hmm. Also, whenever I post articles on the Timcast website, I I promote them on Instagram. And today I posted my flaming hot take on Britney Spears (laughs) posting nine different nudes on Instagram. If you want to know something adorable, uh, like yesterday when she was writing the article, she like gets her dad's <laughs> advice on like uh, writing yeah, the he's article. Yeah, going to love this shout out. Yes. It's great. I uh, love it. So, so he's uh, helped her out. But uh, on the other hand, I'm going to tell you to not go and follow her on WeChat, Kami. Uh, yeah. No, get on WeChat. <laughs> no, 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 do it. No. Resist. Uh, for me, guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic for the show. Uh, YouTube channel, as we just mentioned, going live next Monday, the 16th at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 12 p- or no, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Pacific. There, mm-hmm. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for now, though, the clips are going up every day on there, Monday through Friday. Uh, that's YouTube.com slash Pop Culture Crisis. You can leave comments on the videos, like the videos, all that great stuff. Mary reads all your comments. She will reply by snail, by mail. snail mail. That's right. She will do that. Yeah, the the comments give her life uh Mm -hmm. in the description box to all those videos is a link to the spotify playlist where you can listen to the entire unabridged audio version of this podcast where you will not have to see madonna in creepy nfts it's a it's a beautiful thing uh we're also on amazon music apple podcast and on pandora on social media we are on twitter at pop culture underscore show we are on instagram at pop culture crisis pod and then make dane very happy by following us on Facebook and on TikTok. That is at Pop Culture Crisis. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.